cruising through and around Utah and Colorado. And much of the, uh, the travel this summer has been uh, Utah and Colorado. One of the things you might not know, many people will, but much of the back country, even national parks in Utah and parts of Colorado, do not have self-service. And they also don't have electric campsites or sometimes campsites with water. Sometimes there's no garbage service. So you're off-grid completely. My cell is a camera and recording device most of the time because I am out of, uh, what do they call that, out of area. And I think that's an interesting characterization by uh, the cellular companies and by the connectivity industry. You're out of area, so we can't help you. <laughs> so what happens is you're out here, there's no YouTube, there's no Insta, there's no Drudge, uh, Apple News stock uh, reports, there's no Facebook, there's no LinkedIn, there's no Twitter, there's no surfing or looking things up. Off-grid freedom, off-grid freedom. We're going to talk about it in podcast 1067, the Bob Davis Podcasts. Once again, I want to thank everybody that's contributed to the Bob Davis Podcasts, either by subscribing at iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify and Google Podcasts and PodMN.com and a bunch of other uh, places where podcasts are available. Some I know about, some I don't know about. So if you're listening great you found the bob davis podcast for those of you who have made donations to the bob davis podcast via the donation oval right underneath the picture of mobile podcast command on the bob davis podcast.com website it's on the right hand side you just scroll past the picture of mobile podcast command from a minute, you know a few years ago down in texas and you uh, click on the oval that says donate takes you to the paypal interface and you can do uh, one of these things where you can make a consistent monthly payment, which a number of people have done. I do not have cell service, which is what this podcast is about, so I don't, I can't get my list of people. And if you have, congratulations and thank you. <laughs> and thanks for subscribing and listening to the Bob Davis Podcasts. Just north of uh, the Arches on, uh, I think, Highway 191, which uh, there's lots of uh, BLM campgrounds with the in in ground fireplaces and picnic tables almost like national parks even uh, the vault toilets and the garbage service which is great and i'll talk more about that later in the podcast but uh, the focus of this podcast is i'm going to use a term that some people will find offensive well not offensive but controversial or distasteful but it describes for much of uh, a younger generation something that is very popular these days and i'm going to talk about manifesting in this podcast so it's not really a travel log although we'll get into it a little bit because of because of what i'm doing especially lately which is traveling alone taking my time you know there's been a fair amount of uh, thoughtful or philosophic type uh, content and it's almost a series you know, I wouldn't call it a series, but it's almost a series. And it's just because I've been spending a lot of time without cell service. And and to contrast, this year with last year, I think is fascinating. So this year's summer travel has one primary goal, and that is to spend as little as possible on fuel. You know, I've never, the grocery stuff doesn't bother me because I don't eat that much. And I have a pretty consistent diet 
it's the fuel that that is uh, that 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 really kills us in terms of being able to to travel at least how I used to travel. Twelve months ago, August of 2021, I had just completed a mega trip. Arizona, California, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, Iowa, Minnesota. Then I took a break in Minnesota, uh, spent some time with the family. Then on through Wisconsin, Michigan's Upper Peninsula, Ohio, Pennsylvania, upstate New York, New Hampshire. And I was in Vermont heading to Maine at the end of August. And I did that because I was in Minnesota. I was going to turn around, go back to uh, the Southwest. And my uh, nephew was like, hey, uh, we're thinking about moving to, to Vermont. Would you take me through Vermont if I wanted to do that? And so he flew into uh, Burlington and I picked him up. So the whole trip east had two purposes. One, I had never been to Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire and upstate New York, uh, and so I thought, well, I wanted to do that anyway. So, boom, that's what we're going to do. I don't even remember what happened after that. I know that somehow I went back through Massachusetts, New York, Ohio, down southern Illinois, and again, Iowa, Nebraska, down through Kansas to, uh, to uh, West Texas, New Mexico, and finally Arizona again. So, And this wasn't the first time that I've done that. This isn't the first time that I've traveled quickly, extensively. It's very interesting because this whole period of time that I was in Salt Lake and Provo and, and, and so forth, time is going by very slowly. And I realized last year I was hauling ass across the country. And this is what I did from 2014 uh, up until the time that I left home in, uh, in uh, October of 2020. I would just gallivant, as I called it, or barn, literally barnstorm across the country. Well, fuel was cheap and it was easy to do. So it wasn't the first time for the Midwest, and earlier in 2021, I'd been all through the Southeast, Tennessee, Kentucky, 2020, uh, in Florida and South and North Carolina and so on. Just so, just to get an idea, when I got this truck in 2014, it had 112,000 miles on it. It now has 215,000. So, you know, it's not a long, a short period of time. It's not a long period of time, but in almost 10 years, eight years, I've put 100,000 miles on it. Well, where where would you put 100,000 miles on the vehicle? Driving across the country 15, 20 times. You know, America is what, 3,200 3, miles across or something like that? So when you consider uh, 3,200 miles across, maybe, I mean, maybe four, and then 1,800 or 2,000 or 3,000 north to south to the borders, that's, that's a lot of mileage just crisscrossing. It's a big change to say, okay, I'm going to focus on uh, uh, a particular area and I'm going to slow things down. And all things being equal, I probably, if, if uh, fuel was still $1.98 uh, you know, a gallon for diesel or $2.20 or $2.10 for diesel uh, too, I would have come up with some travel scheme that would have involved uh, a, a similar vein as the last two years. And of course, all of that was on back roads for the most part, and unless I absolutely have to get on a freeway. Well, you know that if you've been listening. I don't have to go on and on and on about that. But the point here is lots of stays and truck stops and Walmart parking lots all on back roads. One of the things that happens often these days is that I will come through a town that feels oddly familiar. And I'm like, why does this place feel familiar? And it's because I have been through it a couple of times from a different direction. And that happened with Monticello, Utah this week. I came in from the south 
and I had come in several times from the north, and it wasn't until I got to this coffee place that uh, Mountain Coffee or something, and I was like, I know I've been here. I, I definitely have been here before. Or I think, and this happened too this week, is this where that campsite was that was in Arizona? And then suddenly, boom, there it is. And this happened twice this week. It happened with uh, a campsite called uh, the Whistling Wind, which is a BLM area right near Canyonlands. There's two or three campgrounds down this road. One is six miles down. That's Whistling Wind. Uh, and uh, the other one is uh, about 20 miles down. And they are spectacular because they're in the Red Rocks. The other one was... Um, Red Rock Canyon National Forest or Red Rock Canyon National Forest Campground in, I, I assume it's the Dixie National Forest or the Red Rocks, where I thought both of those campgrounds were in Arizona. And I happened upon them and I thought, is that? So this is the, the state of the amount of travel that, that I have, that, I, that I've done. But a lot of the travel in 2021 while on back roads was usually with cell coverage one way or another. So I could hunker down at uh, the Loves or the Flying J or whatever and do searches and watch YouTube and talk to friends and family, text, check the radar or, or whatever. All that was true in Colorado, cities and small towns. And of course, in mid-northern Utah and Salt Lake and uh, Provo and along uh, 15 or 70, a lot of those campgrounds are pretty close to the city. So you do have, so you do have some cell coverage. Not so when you get into the mountains in rural Colorado, Utah, northern Arizona, Nevada, uh, New Mexico. What do you do? We're going to talk about it in the second half of this podcast. Let's talk about fuel and let's talk about gas and let's talk about the prices. They're starting to mitigate. And I, I've done a couple of podcasts where I talked about this. So that's good. Uh, and still... Uh, the independent refueling stations that get a better deal on fuel and can pass those savings on to customers are really important. If you're in Minneapolis, that station is 36 Lynn. It's at uh, 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue. But as I have often talked about, aside from being crazy, those guys have a great store with locally sourced products. And they're beginning to get known for having these locally sourced products in the store. Great coffee. Uh, great candy, uh, all these different uh, Minnesota products in the store. So if you get the chance, stop by 36 and lend their community involved. They have great festivals and things like that going on in the summer. Say hi to them. And thanks, guys, for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcasts. Off-Grid Freedom. You name a podcast, Off-Grid Freedom, and people think, oh, this must be about batteries and solar power and stuff like that. No. <laughs> the first thing people want to know is, what do you do if there's an emergency, if you don't have any cell service? Well, you have to prepare. You have to have good tires. You have to have uh, you know, the oil checked and changed constantly, and you should be checking the oil. You have to have a full tank of fuel as much as possible, as, as often as possible. You have to have batteries. You have to have some kind of a portable radio if you need it, dry food, first aid, and so forth. And I have all those things. And also, they will put a sign up, you know, that says no services for the next 70 miles. That means that's your opportunity to check your oil, make sure you have coolant, and so forth. I have a battery-powered um, hotshot and a battery tester, both of which has saved me more than once. So, so it's about preparation on one level. And believe me, 
I have been out there with no preparation, just naked, without any preparation, and I'm winging a prayer, fingers crossed, to get to the next uh, town in, in, in Nevada uh, and get some gas, so uh, or fuel, as we say, in diesel land. What people don't ever ask is, what do you do? As in passing the time, and that is the focus. When I talk about off-grid freedom, I'm talking about what do you do when you have no cell coverage? When you have your device, when you have your device and it's connected to the world through the cellular networks, I have concluded that your head is filled with nonsense. I mean, that's not really, uh, you know, a, a leap. When you reach for your phone and it does nothing, you begin to think, to hear, and literally, you begin to hear yourself thinking. Time stretches out. And if you want to put it in today's parlance, the timelines stretch out. And you come to some conclusions about stuff and things. And I guess you could say you process. If you've been listening to these podcasts, as I said earlier, you know I've been having this conversation about nomad intent. Some of it has been subconscious. And I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. And it comes down to this question, well, how committed am I? Do I want to keep doing this that are subconscious? And then they sort of work their way into the content. And I, I'm, I'm proud to be able to do that because I think a lot of people uh, struggle to get the subconscious ideas or let the subconscious ideas float to the surface. They don't when you're on your cell phone all day. The, your subconscious ideas are tamped down by a lot of garbage, even if you're careful about what you're looking at when you're on your phone. How committed do I feel I have to be to live this life, this nomad life? What would I do if I didn't do this? And I've come to some conclusions, and, and largely because I haven't been filling my head with uh, nonsense. Number one, I still feel protected. It seems like people and places that might not be good for me or situations that, quote unquote, I want to do, don't work out for me. I end up having to do something else, which is, and is, ends up being better. So this feeling of protection continues. I'm learning to listen to that, that inner voice. Number two, one of the things that came up through the depths I have no idea where it came from. Perhaps I read something about this at one point or somebody asked me this question once. And I have to preface it to, by saying, I'm the person who ruminates. I'm a person who chews on an issue or problem and I'll create a problem when there is no problem. That's just because I'm constantly thinking about these things. And if I'm also, if I've got a signal that rumination uh, is occupied with all sorts of things that uh, I don't even talk about anymore. But I still, just by force of habit, continue to, to stay informed about stuff. None of it has any place in any of these podcasts anymore. When I get away from all that, things start to work. So the, the wheels loosen up and I, I, I start to think about different things. And an interesting thing happened, and I don't know where this came from, when I wake up, I ask myself, and this just came out of nowhere. It was, and, and it was this, how do you feel? Not how, not how do I feel. How do you feel? If you're, if you're worried about 
whether or not this is the right thing to do or you have all these things that you need and so forth. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit too. How do you feel? I said, I feel great. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself immensely. So what's the problem? These days, there's so much put in our heads, literally. Content creators aren't even shy about saying they are doing that. And the point I want to make here is that, and you know this, I don't have to belabor it. All content, especially on these platforms, people used to complain about television. You know, television was going to ruin the planet and all these terrible shows, these westerns with people shooting and everything else. And it was going to do all this damage. They don't even talk about the psychological uh, effects of years after year after year after year of uh, of uh, absorbing content that is produced with no standard whatsoever. And I don't mean necessarily moral standard. I mean no standard of hey, we vetted this guy or we have vetted this idea and we know that this is true or not true. So our heads are being filled constantly with absolute nonsense and the creators aren't shy about saying that they are creating content that is absolute nonsense most of the time the the social media platforms youtube is a social media platform podcasting is a social media platform and of course you know facebook and twitter and and linkedin and so forth are extremely influential more influential than television ever was, more influential than radio ever was, probably the most influential media platforms in the history of mankind because they're very, they're very passive. You just watch and listen and see and collect facts and things of that nature, but they're not facts. It's manipulative content, and I don't think we need to, to go much farther into uh, you know, a dissertation about social media and these platforms and their power. We all know that's true. And I think one of the problems with visual social media in particular and pictures is the true problem in life for almost all of us in the present time frame is the wanting. Now, I call it the wanting. I hear it described as manifesting. I'm, I need to manifest this or manifest that by younger people and manifesting is all over the uh, self-help uh, social media uh, platforms. You watch channels that have anything to do with that kind of stuff. It's all about this ethereal, magical manifesting. I want to manifest this rig, or I, I want to manifest a place in the mountains, or that dog. I want more money. I want a better job. That house, this girlfriend, or that boyfriend. I want to be famous or rich. These clothes or that thing that I want to, quote-unquote, manifest. I want to be relevant and influential. You pick from the wanting tree, we all have these needs and wants that we're trying to, quote-unquote, manifest. Now, when you're young, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting because you're building your life and wants become goals and they become structures and reaching those goals creates an important sense of accomplishment. So I'm, I don't want to say, you shouldn't want anything. It's not about shoulds. In other words, dreams are important for everyone, but somewhere along the line, not every goal is reached or we lose focus for whatever. Life extracts its cost from us all. Pain, regret, would'ves, should'ves, could'ves, ifs, we all have them. That's when the manifesting becomes mildly toxic if you're strong and chronically dangerous if you're weak. Do you ever ask yourself, how do you feel? 
And again, I feel pretty good. I am living my own dream. I have wanted to do this for years. You guys all know that. And I'm doing it. I don't I have a truck that's probably just as broken down as I am. It's kind of funny. But it runs, it functions, it works. And if everything is working and you're doing what you wanted to do, a.k.a. you have manifested what it is that you wanted, if you really get down to what you were dreaming of, then everything is fine. Finally, number three. We all have a plan. I don't think you can live your life without a plan. you got to figure out. And some people plan obsessively. I don't, but I get up in the morning and think, well, I have to do this, this, and this. And a lot of it is by rote. But then I'm also thinking, what's the next step? Where am I going from here? And what am I, what am I actually doing? You know? And I think about that a lot. We all have a plan, a series of steps to reach a destination. If you're like me, you're going to work that plan to the hilt. Once I formulate a plan, I'm going to stay on that plan through hell or high water to the exclusion of any realization that goes against or requires updating the plan. And that's the danger. A case in point, sometimes you catch the big fish at 7.30 in the morning and you planned to spend all day. Now what? Now my plan is to fix and right all the wrongs in the rig. There's some areas that have rust. There's a few things here and there. I've just, you know, spent an entire month of August in uh, Salt Lake and Provo getting tires and talking to mechanics and everything else about the motor. Everything is fine. The truck runs great. And when something needs fixing, well, you fix it. I do not need a new rig. I've talked about rig envy. Oh, I wish I had a class A. I wish maybe I should get a bus. What would that be like? How do I how would I do it? You spend a lot of time sort of formulating these ideas about your bus. Why? Cuz you're looking at Instagram and people have buses. And so you're thinking maybe I should get that. And yet, I have a truck that can go just about anywhere, especially now that we have the tires. It's solid. It runs great. I have manifested what I wanted. So what, what's the problem? You have what you want. You have what you need to accomplish the goal or let's say the manifestation that you had that was to what? Go out into the country and whatever. This was the dream. Literally, if I had a visual, it's me at the wheel of a red van. That was the visual. And here I am in a red van. <laughs> for, for all of the discussion and thinking it comes down to sometimes it's okay to just be out here to feel the warm breeze, see the summer storm coming for miles, feel the chill of fall, see a friend, help someone, or let someone help you enjoy the campfire. The wisdom that we need, the wisdom, I'll speak for myself, the wisdom is there and it will come if I let it. And this idea of manifesting, this idea of reaching goals, sometimes you reach your goals and you didn't, you don't know. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but sometimes, and I've had, this has happened to me. The thing that you manifested, you have. You just had a different idea in your head. So I have a red truck, right? So the visual of me driving my red truck, does that mean that I discount all that I have because the red truck I have is not brand new and doesn't have black carpeting in the back and doesn't have mag wheels? <laughs> you know, or isn't a vintage uh, 65 Chevy van or whatever it is. Sometimes you manifest what 
you're, you're thinking of. I have a, a, someone who's very important to me in life who, uh, you know, as Richard Nixon used to say, well, he's quite a man. He was a, a, a provider, a, a, uh, a paternal influence, like a second father to me. And he had a stroke a few years ago, and his, uh, his mind doesn't work the same way as it did. But what, what we see now with this individual is his heart. He is very emotional. And uh, he was not an, he didn't seem like an emotional person, but he was, he was very emotional. He just held it back and uh, he was strong for his family. So when I was getting ready to go, we were having dinner and uh, he said uh, he was very interested in this. You're going to do what? You're going to drive your van around the country and that, that's it. Yeah. Do you have everything you need? That was his question. Do you have everything you need? That was what came to his mind, in his emotional mind. Do you have what you need? Is there anything you think you need that you don't have? And of course, I've done huge podcasts about all the things that you think you need, you don't need, and the things that you didn't think you need, you need. But the answer is, yes, I do have everything I need. And that is still true. So what did I manifest? I manifested the opportunity to do something I've wanted to do my whole life. What else do I need? Do I need a class A? You know, do I need a $300,000 class A van or whatever they're called, the uh, uh, RV? Do I need some off-road uh, monster truck that you often see out here? Do I need one of these $140,000, uh, you know, uh, uh, Airstream Revels? Do I need? No, you have what you need and it works. So it's realizing sometimes you've reached your goal. Because if you're not aware that you reached your goal, you're going to miss it. You're going to miss enjoying it. And I think that's, that's pretty much the whole thing. How do you feel? From here, it is on out across 191 to 70, and then across 70 to one of two options for heading down towards Nevada or Arizona. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Meanwhile... It's two days here, it's two days there, it's slow travel. I think I've driven maybe 60 or 70 miles in the last uh, couple of days, maybe 100 in the last week, where I stay in one spot for a couple of days, and, uh, and it's been wonderful. How do you feel? Thanks for listening to Podcast 1067, Off Grid Freedom in Utah, the Bob Davis Podcasts. <gasps>